folks. Welcome back to the Adaptations Podcast, where I bring on friends who are into the fitness industry, whether it's business related or whether it's as an athlete, and we interview them to go over their lifestyle so that you can get inspired. Today, we have my good friends, Mo and Sergio. <laughs> no, I'm fucking with you guys. We got Sergio Maglioni and Mo Muhammad. Moha- no. My full name is Momen Osama Muhammad. Momen Osama Muhammad, uh, Muhammad and Sergio Maglione. Yes, sir. No, no middle name? Sergio Pietro Maglione. Sergio Pietro. Power names. I like those names. Those power are power names. names. <laughs> it's like you guys are destined to be partners. <laughs> Just, again, I love the conversations we had. I feel like we've had really thorough, deep conversations about lifting, about sports, about uh, being a coach from the business side, but also as like a coach coach, you know, from the coach's side. Um, I think this is really one of those, like, (sighs) it's interesting what we're doing, honestly, like being like starting to develop our own coaching um, businesses because, um, you know, we're dealing with people's lives. And people put trust in us to get them to where they want to be. And we can't fuck around with that. And that's a heavy responsibility. And I think you guys are doing really well. You know, um, I think what you guys are doing is awesome. Um, I think also another thing that you've done, both of you individually, is you've worked on your brand. I thought that that, it, it, I don't know, was it ever intentional to be working on your brand the way you're, you're working on it? Or was it just something that you guys were doing? Not really. I think it was just like... Like we were just focused on building ourselves. Like at mm-hmm. first, like with how it started, it was just like, you know, PRs, 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 just trying to build our name as like an individual. And then now, you know, with the brand and all that and like load the kilos, um, the the more our name grows, the more the brand's name grows. So it's like we gotta keep we we gotta keep going. Like we we always have our foot on the gas. Uh, we're not slowing down anytime soon. So before you started to load the kilos, was that your mentality also? Did you guys have plan out that you were going to get into coaching when you were just uh, trying to develop your online social media presence? I know. I know Mo had a couple of athletes. Uh, he was just like, you know, coaching friends and stuff. But for me, I was just trying to, I mean, I wasn't even trying to even be like an influencer. I was just trying to be strong. Mm. I just wanted to move weight. That was it. I mean, that was the end goal, just like, you know, be as strong as possible. And then I think all of these opportunities kind of like fell in my hands and I was like, Yo, I got to I got to jump on these quick. Mm-hmm. And what did those look like when they were opening up to you? Was it like very obvious that these were opportunities or was it just I like- mean, at the beginning of 2022, uh, I think I had like 2000 followers or so. OK. And then, you know, I started posting on TikTok because that's when TikTok started really booming. And, um, you know, it was just kind of growth after that. It just kept on growing and growing and growing. And then by like June or so, uh, Mo threw the idea out there. He was just like, yo, why don't you just start coaching, bro? Mm -hmm. And then I was like, oh, yeah, like I'll do it as a side hustle. Because at the time I was in the union, I was working. And and like I was thinking about it, but then I was like, eh, like I've always been an athlete. I never like coached someone. I never like taught like. Like I like I didn't know, right? Yeah. So like I was just you know I was always in the athlete shoes. I would get my program sent to me. I would uh, update my own program. I would you know I would do all that. And uh, you know I never I never really had an interest in 
coaching uh-huh. like ever i was just you know i was just like yeah you know i got all these followers but you know it, it is what it is but um mo kept on like pushing it and then i was like i was like you know screw it man let's let's do it yeah and so um that's interesting that's really interesting i i love the fact that you didn't really want to do it which means that you're technically like the right person to do it mm. because yeah. you know people who want to do it for the clout people who want to do it just to be like a coach make money I don't think those are the people that should be doing it. Yeah. I guess maybe you didn't feel like you were up to it to do it. Like, I also genuinely just thought like I wasn't like suited to be coach. Right. Like I, like I, like I didn't think that I would be like, obviously I'm not no top tier coach, but I didn't think I'd be able to pass on information and like help people the way that I do now. Like looking back at it, it's just like, you know, like within the last couple of months i've learned so so much so mm. it's like to be able to provide what i provide now i think like i'm like very thankful uh for like mo because he's because he's taught me a lot and then just like just through just through friends like jay like jay has taught me i mean you know being an athlete kind of understanding like you know why jay does this for me or why jay does that for me like i always ask questions so i was always curious about like how the whole coaching thing went, but I never saw myself being a coach. Yeah, yeah, and I think that's what's awesome. The imposter syndrome is real. You know, when you get into coaching for the very first time, can I do this? Holy shit, what if I fuck up? Mm. What What if my athletes get hurt? Is it my responsibility? At what point do I draw the line of, this is beyond my scope of reach? What I will say is that like, going into it, we kind of had the idea of what the general like, people would think about it and what i mean by that is like the community powerlifting community which can be very supportive but at times very um hard to go about because it does get toxic and people do share their opinions openly and even when it's not asked people for, talk a lot of shit dude. yeah <laughs> not, even, not even just powerlifting dude, you dude just people just, love to talk yeah, shit yeah yeah i think there's like a fucking thing there's like a statistic that 90 percent of conversation is drama just talking shit yeah just talking shit. yeah oh my so god besides that like we kind of had our heads down going into it because we knew that people would be taking a shot at our like integrity and whatnot oh these kids are just fucking clout lifters who just go into the gym and scream and act a fool yeah do stuff for tiktok for this this and that so we kind of had an idea of what the what people would think about it so our motive towards our mo- motive going into coaching officially coaching with a brand and treating it like a business was kind of to prioritize integrity hmm. do things the right way be honest with ourselves be honest with the people around us like we say no to high level athletes that we just can't take on because we're new to coaching hmm. a lot of other people that offer the coaching service like oh high level athlete oh they'll bring me more clients let me take them on no we're kind of going about it and taking only a handful of athletes that we know that we could handle and and deal with on a um, day-to-day basis so we're we're trying our best to go about it the smartest way we can while mm-hmm. also maintaining integrity like i said yeah no, this, is, this is the part that i disagree with everybody else is you guys have always moved with intention yeah you know i remember you guys were like damn when were you when you came into adelante barber club like 17 18 yeah. by the way folks there you guys are how old 17 i'm 20 17 right oh, now oh, yeah. oh i'm 20 i'm 20 yeah, you're 20 right now just but 20 you came into bar out onto barber club you were 17 at the time and you guys just like had your phones and you're posting and you're like yo i think king of the lifts is added i want to get on king of the list i want to get on king of the list yeah no. you guys were doing that and i was like 
the fuck? Like, <laughs> why are you guys so obsessed with ending up on like a big page? Like there's more to life. There's more to life. But the fool was I, man, because you guys knew what you were doing. You guys popped off, you know, your brand developed, you developed a community behind you. And from there, you were able to develop a, a coaching business. And like you said, you have integrity as one of your values. And with that being said, um, I don't think you guys are ever going to. It's only up from here. Yeah, that's the way I see it. It's only up from here, especially since you guys care so much. Um, but that's also part of like what was going through my mind. Um I never talk shit, guys. I don't talk shit. About we know you. that. We know. I that. don't talk yeah. shit about nobody. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but the one thing that was going through my mind was how intentional you guys were. You know, Serge, your brand has always been. I just focus on my PRs, on my numbers. Yeah. You know, and your brand is always. I don't know. What would you, what would you describe your brand? I mean, you obviously focus on PRs and your numbers, but so, we've never had this conversation. So I've leaned off of like, in the sense of a brand as like who I am as a person. Okay. I've leaned off of like social media in the sense of, I don't want to become a content creator. Mm -hmm. I don't want to have to daily or have like a cognitive thought of what I'm going to post every fucking other day or day on TikTok. Or it's hard. It's hard. And it's just something I don't enjoy. I don't want to do something I don't enjoy. I think content creation as a whole is fucking dope. Mm -hmm. I know everyone in this fucking world scrolls on Instagram and TikTok here and there and they enjoy it. So I think that information and like entertainment as a whole is just more more so available now. And I think that that's awesome. But I just don't think that I personally am made for it. Yeah. So what I'm really pushing <laughs> Wait, towards. Wait, hold on. You said you're not personally made for it? Like I don't enjoy it. Like I think I can uh -huh, be good uh -huh. at it. I, yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I know I could like get numbers. I fucking. Do you think it's coming with age? Do you think it's just like been there done that no maturity, it's not been there done that maybe. it's more so just the way i spend my time i'd rather be using it doing something else mm. first not even just me sergio too he's he's naturally good at entertaining and being able to just post himself and be himself and do all that and get like you know things going he doesn't mind it for me it's 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 similar but i just i don't enjoy it so um what we prioritize at the end of it before content creation before I'm, I'm going to say even coaching before having a brand is the fucking sport. We enjoy powerlifting. Mm. You know, I spent a year in and out of the hospital. I lost 35 pounds. I was a buck 70 a year. Ago. What happened there? I had an ulcer. Okay. So I had like an ulcer that could have became a cancer. So I was in and out of the hospital, like treating it, getting surgery done, this, this, and that. As well as um, when I recovered from like the surgery and when I recovered from all of that, I slipped the disc like three <sighs> weeks after. So I spent a year in and out of the hospital, not eating right. How did you slip the disc? Deadlifting 375 pounds. And that's what percent of your 1RM? I don't know. Like at the time, my best pull was 550. Okay, so it was, so it, was it was light. Relatively light, yeah. yeah. But I was 30 pounds heavier, and I jumped into things way too fast. Mm. So that happened. And, um, you know, most people, especially if you don't enjoy something, you're not going to continue to do it if you don't have you know, passion for it. I fucking, I love getting competitive. I love powerlifting as a whole. I love the sport. And if I'm being honest, the reason why I've grown to love it is because of this dude right here. Mm -hmm. Like seeing him fucking every day, every training session, every rep, every set, every warm up, um, everything having intention and just like, he's a fucking athlete. And I've played sports all my life and I've always strived to be like that, like on top of my shit. You know what I mean? Like he is. So that's kind of where I get my love from the sport 
um, just generally liking the sport, but also him and the people I surround myself with. Yeah, I second that. I second that thought, honestly, because like when we met and we were going to the gym, I'd be like, damn, I just got to pull out my rage as like surgeon. I think that's what you're, that's what makes you you is you got that, like, you still you have that. Right? Yeah, you still have that, dude. Yeah, I mean, I've, I've like always had that. It's just, uh, like, I remember back in the day, like, I was at, you know, Crunch Fitness and I was, you know, I threw my like Italian wrestling singlet on, bruh, and I walked up in there and I was deadlifting like 405 and I was slamming it and I was screaming it. Like, I always wanted to be, you know, like really good. Yeah. Um, you know, I had the growing video. Up, I had the video. I'll, I'll send it to <laughs> yes. you later. <laughs> You're going to click. Like, just growing up wrestling playing football i mean you know i've always been in like a competitive sport and like as soon as you know as soon as like i was coming to uh you know my, the end of my senior year i was like I was like, damn like what am i gonna do because like I, I tore my acl mm. uh like three times in high school uh, i got surgery on it twice um i mean you know i always had like that competitive like like just i was just always super competitive and i just didn't know what to do with it and uh you know i just started working out you know just because uh you know when i tore my knee i was just like religiously hitting legs like three times a week just to kind of like even them out and then i actually found out that like after hitting legs like three times a week for like four months you know my squat went up so I was like, mm. oh, shit. like i actually like squatting so let's try and like max out now so then you know one thing led to another and then um you know i did my first me and i squatted like 450 at like 16 damn yeah damn yeah i was at a, ever since like i always had a really good squat damn I a really good squat yeah it must something in those wrestler jeans man because i think it was just i don't know man i've had a good squat too that was my first thing that popped off my deadlift wasn't popping off i had like a 545 squat when i was like 17 18 19 ish yeah. yeah. but the 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 squat was really good. Yeah, the squat just kind of like it's because you got low. You got to get low. You know, you got to be able to stay. Yeah, I don't low. know though, because it's like I, I've been the same height since I was like a freshman in like high school. Yeah. So I mean, I I I kind of consider myself as like on the taller end of like the sport. Yeah, yeah I'm like five ten, sure. but I don't know. It's just squat. Squat was booming, and then uh, you know I took it around with it. So there's like a few things also I want to touch upon. Number one, you. You were coming off of an injury as a high school athlete, which is a nightmare because you probably had dreams and aspirations of going to college and continuing the sport oh, yeah. of college. Mm -hmm. um, and so you find uh, powerlifting as like another competition sport that you can do post high school graduation with a low barrier entry where you don't have to restart. Like if you were to like all of a sudden pick up like Muay Thai, like yeah. you'd have to learn from the very basics. Yeah. Um, so again, low barrier entry, low risk to injury too, right? Yeah. Compared to other sports. It is cause, uh, I tore my, my ACL. So that like defeats your lateral movement and like agility and stuff like that. So like to really put it into perspective, all you got to do is just like pick the bar up, walk out, sit down, stand up. Mm -hmm. Like my knees not really being jeopardized too much. Right. So those videos that you see on the internet where someone's squatting and their knee just suddenly pops. Yeah, I mean, that shit you know, doesn't happen. I mean, yeah, I mean, to be honest, that doesn't really happen. Yeah, that I mean, it, it happens. Those are but freak it, accidents. Yeah, 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 that's true. Yeah, yeah. and usually they're with uh, wraps, never sleeves. I've never seen it happen with sleeves. Yeah, so I think that plays a huge role into it. 
Chad Chad Penson just tore both of his quads. Shit. Squatting in sleeves. Oh, in sleeves. Chad in, Penson. In sleeve. When? Chad Penson. It was like a a month or two ago. Oh, what the fuck? What was he hitting? Do you know? I think he was like squatting like A plus for like a double or a triple. <sighs> Crazy. Yeah, he was on sleeves. Yeah, it was bad. Sleeves. Man. And he went he just went down. Those videos are never fun to watch. And then pop and then Papa Bear Rogers too. Damn. He he, he, he uh, tore his quads. Oh sleeves. Sleeves. Yeah, sleeves. Bro. I mean, I mean, you see those freak, you see those freak accidents in um in uh reps, hundred percent. I mean, that's like very common because it's like you know you're able to put so much more weight, or like just overload so much more. But sleeves, it's you know it's common, of course, but yeah. not as common. Yeah. But to see like two top people like that go down, it's it, it hurts. It's rough. Yeah. yeah. It's but scary too. You're coming back from an injury. How's your pec tear? It's good. It's good. I, I think I'm uh, like 14 weeks post-op right now. Okay. Uh, I'm doing, I'm doing push-ups. Uh, I just did flies today, actually. I did flies with like two-pound dumbbells. I was, laying on, I was laying on the ground, and I was like so scared, bro. I was like shaking when I was going down and shit. Crazy. This tell, coming tell them how many push-ups. I did five push-ups. <laughs> five fucking push-ups. Last week, I, I did one I did one push-up, and I was good. But. This coming from the man who's benched 400. Yeah, it's, yo, it's crazy, man. It's crazy how, like, my milestone goes from, like, yo, I want to bench, like, 450 in, like, a couple of months to, like, damn, I want to do a push-up pain-free. Pain mm. Like, it's crazy, but it's... You know it sucks, but I would say I like I enjoy you know rebuilding. I, I enjoy mm. this process. Like I can't sit here and kind of you know just like hold my head down and say like ah oh, damn like you know I I wish I didn't do this or I wish I didn't do that or just be upset. Like I just got to kind of you know put the past in the past and just just keep building. That where do you think you developed that mindset? <sighs> I mean, this isn't my first time going through like, right injury like this, so. I think it was just like, uh, like I've like I've always had this. I think just throughout the years, just just kind of like growing up. That grit. Yeah. Yeah. So. Where did where did that? How do you say your last name? Mag Maglion. Maglion. Where did that Maglion grit come from? Because your brothers are the same way. Man, I, I don't even know, man. I man, think. Tell them about your Puerto Rican mother. <laughs> that's it. That's oh, all you gotta gosh. say. Uh, yeah, my mom's oh. Puerto Rican and my dad's Italian. Oh, that's bro. all you gotta yeah, say. That's, that's all you gotta, all you gotta yeah. say. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, there's no room for sympathy there <laughs> and his dad is badass too damn yeah his dad was a body bodybuilder right mm. his name so. is george oh yeah? Yeah, yeah good people good people yeah, yeah. yeah damn that's insane that's that's coming back from an injury like that i will say this that like after you get injured i'd say like after your first one like the second one the third one you're kind of like oh boy here we go again yep. yeah, back yeah, to this shit Mm -hmm. Yeah, so I guess your mindset does develop a little bit. It becomes a little bit more refined or more used to setbacks. And then you just you see it as another setback. That's all it is. Yeah. You're going to come back. It's yeah. just, there's no other way. I got to keep moving forward. Yep. You know, that type of mindset. Some people, look, they crumble under that pressure. They crumble under that circumstance where they they lose everything that they have, you know. Um, this coming from lifting only, you know, just like bench pressing and stuff. But that mindset can also transfer over to other areas of life. You know, if something happens where you, you know, you lose somebody you love, whether you get it through a breakup, whether you lose a lot of money, um, that pressure will break people down. But if you practice it enough through sports where you lose that progress that you've made over time, you can transfer that mindset over pretty well. So I'd say, you know, you got the good mindset and set in place that you guys are going to go far 
and whatever you guys want to do. Um, you guys ever thought about like, am I going to parallel for the rest of my life? Oh, I already, I say this, I say this all the time, 24, 25 tops. Uh huh. I'm not, after I like, I'll do a year or two open. And if I'm not, you know, placing at raw nationals that, you know, after piloting for seven, eight years, it would be, uh-huh. then it's not for me. I'm not going to keep going. I'll probably still be within the sport in the sense of like coaching and only a business with Yeah. Me. But I'm probably definitely gonna go towards the, like I wanna like if I were to compete at something after 25, like MMA, boxing, yeah, something like jujitsu, jujitsu, that's cool as fuck. I'm I'm curious to what he's gonna say to this though. Yeah, I'm a I'm gonna just try and lift until I'm done. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> just keep going. Just live it day by day, take yeah, it one day yeah. at a time. Just, yes, uh, sir. I'm gonna, I'm gonna have to tear everything in my body. Just <laughs> yes, sir. But um, I'm with you both, honestly. <laughs> like I'm with like I don't see. Yeah, I'm quitting tomorrow, and then tomorrow I'm like, I think I'm gonna go to the gym. And how can I not lift heavy when I'm at the gym? Yeah. How can I not squat? I don't know, bro. It's just like it's just like a feel thing. Like yeah. it's just. You know, it's, you know, it's for some people and it's not. Yeah. Simple as that. And yeah. it's just like, you can't, you can't force yourself to do something that you don't enjoy. But, you know, I mean, I'm, I'm like 20 now and I've been working out since I was 15, 16. And like, you know, it's just like, I get just as excited for the next training session as like, you know, when I was 16 for my first one. So it was like, yeah. you know, you just got to keep it going. How do you keep that mindset? Do you like talk to yourself in the mirror and be like, come on, Serge, this is what we're going to do. Or <laughs> I don't know, man. It's, it's just like, it's really like, it just really boils down t- to like, uh, just like if, you know, if this sport is for you or not, mm. like, I think like, I mean, it's really, there's like really nothing else to it, man. It's just like, you know, if, if you enjoy, you know, just, you know, taking months upon months and like working on yourself and building yourself and kind of like sculpting yourself into, you know, one like just really strong individual like inside and outside of the the gym. I think it's just very like like when that like when the outcome is good, it's you know, it's very nice. Satisfying, mm. yeah. Yeah, it's a very satisfying feeling. It's just like, you know, like if I'm on prep for eight months, like I, I prep for eight months and I squat like a world record at mm. like my age and weight. And it's just like, wow, it paid off. Mm. Like it, it was worth it. Mm. Eight months of, you know, the, the ascending sets of eight, fuck you, Jay. Mm. The ascending <laughs> sets of eight on squat. It was just Jesus like, coach. <laughs> it was just like, damn, man, it, it all paid off. But mm. I think back, but back to what you asked me though, I think it's just like, I just, I don't know, man. Uh, I don't know what to say for that. I just love it. I love what you know. I I think I hear you. I hear you, man. It's something about that long term gratification that makes the makes enduring the hardship, the day to day hardships, just so worth it. Yeah, it's like life is all about balance. You know, there's uh, yin and yang to everything. We all know this. There's pain and pleasure. Mm-hmm. Um, but you get to choose your pain. You decide. I'm going to choose my pain now. I'm going to choose this pain of squatting, eight reps, sending, so that I get the pleasure. A world record squat yeah yeah that's and then it balances out you get what you want but you trade it off for some pain yeah, yeah. some people aren't willing to do that some people aren't able to do that with just like you know just running like half a mile one mile yeah that's why it's uh very admirable it really is yeah um i'm taking mental notes myself i'm like okay now focus on the long-term goal okay all right 
<laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. What about you, Mo? You're, so you got your focus is on coaching, right? My focus is on. You've always been like a we, different coach, a different perspective on powerlifting. All right. So you ha- again, your branding. That's the thing that amazed me the most about you is you, you walked up to me in the gym and I'm like, you see this here? This is my brand. <laughs> And I'm like, dude, that really is your brand. Because if I see that fro, I know her. I know yeah, who that is. Yeah, yeah. I don't like waking up every morning and having to have to take care. What of is your hair. What is your hair routine, bro? I just grab whatever the cheapest curling shit is. At Shut the front right. door. No, it I isn't. swear to God. And I wake up, shower, brush it, and just crunch it up like this. Like I do this for like four minutes a day. Four minutes might not sound like a lot, but if you do it every day, like four minutes of this shit. Four full minutes, like you said, the bro, timer, four minutes? No, I'm not saying the timer, but I'm looking at myself in the mirror. <laughs> it's fucking awful, bro. No, the people really want, the people want to know. This is the question for the people. Is that a perm or is it natural? It's real, bro. I'm Egyptian. Real. I'm Egyptian, bro. We fucking nice. came out the womb like this. Yeah. Yeah. I've been thinking about getting the perm myself. Bro, right. get it. If you want to. Those curls are nice. Curls. I got the waves, though. I have waves. You There's do have wavy waves. hair. You do have wavy hair. Yeah. I don't know what to do with it, man. I. My eyes bulge out, so I look weird with the long, like the weird hair, and then fucking, I got a big head, so I can't. I think I'm figuring it out. I think prime Jorge is this right here. You think so? I think long hair is you. I, I think yeah, so. Yeah, I like it. Yeah, I like it. Yeah, if I, like if I could grow that, I'd keep it. You could grow it. You could nah, grow I can't, it. You could totally he grow can't, it. He can't. I can't. What's the longest you've grown your hair, dude? I was like a like an editor. <laughs> an editor. <laughs> I swear to God, that's how my hair grows. <laughs> I look it like just stops at the idiot. front. Yeah. It's like Daddy Yankee, bro. You're it's from Puerto Rico, okay? You got it. No, I hate it, man. Oh, my God. Oh, your followers are commenting. Yeah, like, I, yo, I grew it out. Yeah. I grew it out one time, and it was just like, <laughs> looking back on it, I was like, what the fuck, bro? I look like a fucking idiot. <laughs> Damn, man. To this day, some of my friends that know him are like, and even athletes, they're like, when is Sergio gonna bring that bring back the egg? Wow, <laughs> the, never era. That back, the era. Oh my god, dude, that's funny. But shit, you got the beer going. You got that nice long. I got the beer going. Yeah, I, I I've been getting the same haircut like for the last like couple of years. Same same shit. None, yeah, none it's the brand, man. It's yeah. the, brand. the brand. Get a seven on. T- actually, no, that's I'm gonna keep that because <laughs> I actually have a lot of people that sign up my DMs and ask for my fucking answer. yeah <laughs> I swear to god I'm just like oh yeah I get a 7 on top and uh, I'm gonna be honest with you when I was in high school I would go for the Puerto Rican haircut what's that like your cut your hair like where it stops like that right in front but oh, it's yeah. short and it's straight uh-huh. so I would get that same style haircut where I cut the sides short I'm like you, I'm, you're not telling people but I'm gonna tell what I got and it didn't work, by the way. It was like a two on the sides, like a three or four on top. Oh, damn, that's short. That was short, short. That's but short. my hair is like unruly, so it just like pokes out. You know, if you look at it, my brother Eric, his just yeah. like poke goes up. It grows up, not yeah. down. So I would wear a do-rag to go to sleep. And then this guy approaches me in the, in the next day, and he sees like the lines that are appearing on the side. I didn't know how to wear a do-rag, man. He's like, yo, you were, do you wear a do-rag to sleep? I'm like... Yeah, how do you know? <laughs> I was like, I just really wanted the hair to stay down. Yeah. I don't know. It was just, but I, I just accepted my fate that the shortcut isn't for me. Yeah. So I went with the long cut here, you know, decided to grow it out. Um, went with a ponytail for a little bit. Yeah, I remember that. No, I think this is a solid move, bro. Your, your hair looks great now. That's yeah. all right. It looks, all like, right. looks like you're just chilling. Like, you don't, it's not, it doesn't look like you're trying, but it doesn't look bad. It looks good. Like, it looks like awesome. Like, I'm, I'm cute on some lazy shit. You know? <laughs> <laughs> That's what it looks like. That's what it looks Yo, like. Yo, stop. I'm going to have to give you my number after hey. this. <laughs> you already got it, though. 
<laughs> um, but that's, that's great, man. So, uh, what do you guys, uh, so you guys have any competitions planning up coming up? No, I don't. I don't. I know. Uh, I know my boy does. Somebody's yeah, I, got, I got some shit coming in three weeks. Oh, yeah. When is this going to come out, you think? This is probably going to come out. Monday. Oh, it's coming out Monday. Yeah. yeah, so yeah it'd be, what is two that? Two weeks. weeks it'd now. be two weeks from when this comes out. Where are you going to be competing? Uh, Carl. You know who Carl is. Carl Allcalf. Yes. Allcalf. Yeah. Dude, he's been doing great stuff, too. I like him. I have never really, I've known him for like two years. I've never really spoken to him, really. Yeah. But getting to know him now and talking to him here and there, he's actually a pretty fucking cool dude. He's, he's awesome. Yeah, he's so dope. Yeah, he's, he's awesome. Yeah. So I'm doing his his meet. Um, it's down south in a CrossFit gym. I just randomly signed up for it. Um, he was kind enough to shoot me a message saying that a spot opened up and he knew I was interested in doing a meet before Ramadan starts. Uh. So that's my reasoning behind competing. Mm-hmm. It's literally the week before Ramadan. Mm-hmm. I don't want to have progress and build momentum and then fast for fucking 30 days mm-hmm. and then come back and you know have to work back towards the meet so i want to get one out before mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and this is probably the best prep i've had ever so i'm excited to see what i can do you better knock on wood bro knock on something man nah knock just you, all you got to say is uh inshallah inshallah, inshallah. inshallah. that's the magic inshallah. word right there nothing no wood can defeat the power of God, man. Yeah, I love, I love that it's trendy now to say like inshallah, inshallah and be like act like you're Muslim. I, I love, love that, that too, yeah. man. I I used to kick it with uh, a, a few a few of my really good friends are Muslim and they were in in college and man did they teach me values. Mm-hmm. Like you really learn values um, from Islam of discipline. Number yeah. one, you know, it's you, discipline. You also learn. I don't want to say humility because you humble yourself to God. So yes, you do learn that. You learn how to be humble to God. Every sentence is, any anything you've, now I'm speaking to the choir here, obviously, but the things that I've learned from them was anything that we accomplish in life is due to the greatest. Yeah. And I love that. What's the phrase that you say after you accomplish anything? Alhamdulillah. Alhamdulillah, yes, yes. Yes, and then I... I've just recently started getting back into my religion. I spent like three, four years, five years even just not believing and not praying and not doing, not reading, not okay. researching my religion. And the more I learn about it now, like past, the past six to six months to a year, so really recently, especially after what I just went through, that's when I kind of got into it. Mm. You know what I mean? And um, it's fucking beautiful. Even if, you know, you don't believe in Islam as a whole, I feel like religion is very important to have something to believe, you know what I mean? Because if there's nothing that, if there's no higher power, then everything you do does not matter. And I know a lot of atheists, and I know a lot of people who don't believe in God, and they just stroll through life with no, you know what I mean? And I, I just can't see any, like myself, not, like everything I do has a meaning, you know what I mean? And I want to believe that, and I do believe that. So that's what I think religion is about personally. So that's why I've been getting back into it. Um, I think the... What really got, I was telling you about how I enjoy podcasts. What really got me jumping back into my religion was Jordan Peterson. Okay. Because he was an atheist. He didn't believe in God. And he was like almost against it. And uh, recently, like two, three years ago, he uh, started talking about how he found God and how the idea of believing God is just as important as anything else in life, like eating, drinking water. You know what I mean? So it's just something that I've recently started doing. So it's interesting. So this is... 
have you fasted before? Is this going to be your first fast? No, I've fasted every year. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the last six to seven years, I've been doing it just to make my parents, you know what I mean? Like, not question me. But this year, I'm actually excited to pray every day, five times a day, read the Quran every day, fast with intention, meaning you're supposed to, like, stay awake and go about your regular day while fasting. All the other Ramadans, I was just sleeping through the day and half-fasting. This, this Ramadan, I'm going to... Like wake up, do what I normally do, and do it with nothing in my stomach. So wow. Um, so what are the rules? Uh, like I guess what are the guidelines of, okay, of the so, fast? So I like to, like this is a flex. I like explaining Ramadan correctly, and you know what I mean. Okay, so when the sun is up, you cannot eat or drink anything. You cannot chew on anything, nothing, water, gum, anything. You cannot suck on something and spit it out like a Jolly Rancher. You can't do none of that. So literally nothing can go into your mouth besides toothpaste and a toothbrush. Okay. And that's it. Thank God we can do that. <laughs> but that's it. And that's like all day long? 30 days. 30 days. So when the sun's down, you have a feast. Oh, okay. But what's interesting about Ramadan is people think, oh, as soon as the sun goes down, you probably get like 3K calories in. Nope. I get one plate or two in and my stomach is completely full. Right. So you lose weight. It's it's almost it's really hard not to lose weight during Ramadan. So that's that's the basics of it. Just that. What is the meaning behind the fast? So I'm not gonna answer this like blindly, but um, what I do know is that part of it is to know what it feels like not to have things like water and food. Hmm. So, so you can learn to be more grateful. That's one part of it. I don't really know the the full circle around it um that's something hopefully i can learn this year but that's something that i know is a big part of it being grateful learning how to be grateful yeah yeah i I think that's awesome yeah yeah i I think it's gonna teach you like a discipline i'm excited for your journey man yeah bro i'm excited for this journey i love when people get back uh it's you know you you get off the path but then there's a saying that that you can never go down a path too far down a path that you can't turn back you know, and I, I, I'm Christian, but again, I've always loved learning about the different religions, and that's just how the way I grew up. You know, it's just the way my beliefs were better than me. But I've loved hearing about like last. This is beautiful, actually. Last week we had Nate here talk about Judaism. Here we have you talking about Islam. You know, and this is just some stuff that I so always interested in me because we don't really know what's there after life. And it's as you said, if you believe in something greater than yourself, it gives everything you do much more meaning mm-hmm. and it becomes much more powerful yes um another thing is that it also like you know prayer is really awesome i think prayer like teaches you how to meditate it pre- teaches you how to at least from the christian perspective forgive yourself of all of the sins that you've carried all yeah. the burdens that you've carried um pass them on to something greater because you yourself cannot carry them yourself you're asking for strength you're asking for wisdom um and yeah. at the same at the end of the day i feel like we are all connected in some way yeah. Just don't I, know how yet. I feel like a big part of people jumping back into religion is to find forgiveness and to feel less guilty. Mm. I'm not going to lie. That's when I started because mm. he knows it for a fact. I was a piece of shit. Like I was, I'm, I'm going to be open, but not too open. I've been arrested a couple times, fought a lot of drugs, um, lie, steal, everything. I've done mm. everything. And that was all before I even turned 18. And he saw it happen and he was by my side, not doing the shit I was doing. But looking at me like almost Damn, like bro. you know what I mean but 
but that so it's a big turnaround yeah big turnaround because if you know islam just is against everything i live by for the past or you know what i mean for those years that i was acting a fool that was probably a little bit before powerlifting when i got into powerlifting yeah um but yeah that's that's wait, so how did you guys meet I, that's a one question i never asked because i remember i know you grew up in south Plainfield, new jersey you grew up in Woodbridge, no? I grew up in Woodbridge as well, yeah. Oh, you grew up in I Woodbridge? I grew up in Jersey City. Oh, oh, wait, wait. So you grew up in Woodbridge. You grew up in Jersey City. In like Islin. Islin. Woodbridge area. You wrestled in South Plainfield? Nah. You never wrestled in South Plainfield? I went to like their club, but. Oh, uh, but your brother wrestles in South Plainfield. He wrestles for their club too, yeah. But oh. We all, we all grew up in uh, the same town. Oh, so you both grew up. Wait, so you grew up in Jersey City? Mm-hmm. Did you ever move to Woodbridge? I moved to Woodbridge my freshman, sophomore year of high school. And that's when you guys met? That's when we met. Yeah, like yeah, the yeah. first week I moved out, I met. Oh. I was working the ice stand for my uh, you dad's, got it, you got it. For my dad's company. What was your dad's company? Maglione's Italian Ice. I was working the ice stand. You've heard of it before. I feel like I've heard of it before. Everyone's had Maglione's. I feel like I've had Maglione's. It's, where, really, it's really Where popular. is this place? Um, Have we had Maglione's, Eric? You've never been there, but I've you have been. had their shit. Like it's, I, I think, think I've had uh, it. I think... Eric, pull it up on the screen. I'm just kidding. <laughs> oh, shit. Yo, that's fire, bro. I'm going to be like, damn, son. We, we were just talking about that in the car. Yeah. <laughs> no, I don't have a screen yet. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> no, nah, but um, I was working a stand at Merrill Park, and Mo was walking his dog, and uh, he just, you know, he just stopped by. I don't know, like, how we started talking. He was just kind of like... Yeah, what's good? Like he was probably just bored. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I didn't have no money, so I was <laughs> like, I mean, like, I mean, like he said it was the first week that he moved out there, so like he didn't know. I had no friends, nobody. I mean, he probably like, I mean, you know, he just, you know, he stopped by with his dog. I, I think you actually asked me for like a cup of water for Besha. For Besha, yeah, 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 my yeah. Dog. You asked for like a cup of water, and you know, you can't like the cups are counted on like inventory, so like, you can't really. <laughs> you can't really give them out but then i was like yeah i got you bro. i got you i put some ice in it too and then we were just kind of shooting the shit and then um and then yeah here we are you're like i'm just imagining like a little like 14 year old scourge <laughs> still with the beard and everything nah like, bro i had a baby oh, face back then bro yeah, i can't baby really face. give this out man I, yeah, yes yeah it's just like that. oh that's funny that's oh that's funny and if your dad counted the inventory nah my dad was the chill one my, okay my, my dad was cool my uncle was like real strict with that yeah 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 so that's, you, that's one thing about Ser- sorry to cut you off no, that's you one thing about sergio if he if you ask him for something and he doesn't want to do it he'll still do it <laughs> no matter what it is or how <laughs> yeah, it is. Man, yeah it's hilarious I, yeah, yeah, i'll just still do it <laughs> it's hilarious anything like what <laughs> like no bullshit Sergio uh, had twenty dollars in his hands, and yeah, you yeah, ask yeah. for ten dollars, he'll give you the fucking ten dollars. But that just speaks to your character, like a random person. Yeah, like not even just like a friend, like which is a good thing. I think it's funny at times, but it's a yeah. good thing. Yeah, it's Breaking like, bed, bread is important. Mm, you know what I mean, mm. so where'd you you live? You grew up in Jersey City. Yeah. Okay. Right up of West Side, and uh, Marion, right by Journal Square. That was before it became like what it's it, like now. Yeah, it was like, bad. Now it's nice. Yeah. Ish. Mm. It, it I don't was know. bad growing up and I was part of it. <laughs> but um it was it was bad, but I I don't visit too much. 
I don't have any of my friends from elementary school, middle school, or freshman year of high school. Yeah. I have no new friends, or I didn't I didn't hold on to any of that because I was going through shit at the time. But, uh, yeah, it was... It, sometimes I, like, drive by that area, and I'm like, okay, this is dope as fuck because I remember all this shit, and everything has a story behind it. So it's cool. Jersey City, you know it. Jersey City's great. Like, there's so much to do here, and there's, yeah. the people here are awesome. So I, I love Jersey City, and I really do want to move back out here around this area downtown rather than where the fuck I was. Mm-hmm. But um, that's for later because I, I like Jersey, and I like Jersey City. So I just think that New Yorkers knock New Jersey way too much. Yeah. We're not that bad. They call us the off-brand New York. We're not. We're New Jersey. Yeah. New York. If you want, like, mountains, you go northwest. If you want the city life, you go, like, northeast-ish area, you know, like Jersey City. Um What's other place? Fort Lee. Fort Lee's um, amazing. Food. Yeah. Oh, my God. Great food. Food is amazing. Our, we have a variety of food here. If you want to, like, farmland, you go down south towards, like, Hamilton. Yeah. We're, like, one hour away from Philadelphia, depending on where you are. But for the most part, it's, like, one hour. Yeah. You got the Jersey Shore, too, which people from Staten Island came over to. Yeah, we got a lot. We, we got we so got much. Yeah. They, they sleeping on us. They are. They are. We got great subs. Arguably, I will say this, though, we do have better bagels than New York. Oh, for sure. Really? No, that's yeah. known. That's like known. a, like a, what about like a bacon egg and cheese? Nah, that's New York. Yeah, that is New York. Yeah, it's that's their it. thing. Like their thing. Pizza's comparable, I'd say. Pizza? Yeah, pizza's comparable. Between like New York and Jersey. I'd say it's comparable, depending on where so. you go. I think so. I think, I think the pizza here? in New York is fucking amazing. Bro, downtown Jersey City has some shit he doesn't know about. Yeah. 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 We have a few spots here that are just. And then if you go down south to like the beach area, the pizza there is also, again, I'm saying comparable. I'm not going to say one is better than the other. I'm just saying comparable. All right. Oh, dude, what are your, can we talk about your numbers right now? I mean, I didn't do that. This is like part of your resume. What are your numbers? Oh, so my best squat ever is 666. My best bench ever is like 420. And uh, my best deadlift is like 705. 705. 666, 420, 705. Yes, sir. Whoo. Mo? My best squat is five five eighteen. My best bench is three thirty six, and my best deadlift is five seventy three. But if you ask me again in a week or two, we'd be looking a little better. Yeah, yeah. That those are my best numbers right now. That's awesome. Yeah. Do you have any like goals for this upcoming meet, dude? I have. I'm, I'll fuck around and say it. I want fourteen seventy four, like minimum. Like I want that. And is that after a, that, that's qualifying total, no. That's I already qualified last meet. Okay. But um no wait for raw nets, no. I, I can't qualify for raw nets realistically. And I think it's seventeen hundred, so I'm a long way from that. For eighty three? Ninety. Ninety? No, it's fucking sixteen something. Sixteen high. Like, sixteen seventy yeah. sixteen sixty. I don't know. Yeah. But yeah, I I think I got like ten pounds over it. But it was like it was dude, a close one. Dude, it was like shit that's that's actually kind of hard like my total sucks right now but um this year i'll fix that for sure the way your voice cracked at the same time my total <laughs> sucks right now <laughs> it's my soul saying but uh to be honest i'm like an average yeah but you also got to keep in mind you took like one and a half year off to come back from a surgery like a potentially yeah. life-threatening surgery yeah so i'm surprised uh, i'm not surprised but i'm just thankful to be lifting right now but my goal for this year is to like put up a total so they so like like you know what I mean, respectable total. Yeah. If in my eyes, that's like sixteen hundred. So if I nice do that this total. year, that'd be great. You also got to keep in mind, you're twenty. 
I'm 25 <clears throat> and I just hit that 26. Fuck. But you don't try and you're just strong as shit. Um, a little about that. <laughs> so like, I used to be like Serge. Like I used to be the dude that was like just going in there, squatting three, four times a day, three to four times a week. You know, um, I just, I wanted numbers. I wanted 500 pounds so bad. Yeah. I wanted a 500 pound squat. I wanted a 315 bench. I wanted a 600 pound deadlift. I just fucking wanted it. And there was yeah. like nothing that could stop me. You know, I didn't do so well in high, in college, uh, high school wrestling mm. because I had just started as a sophomore. Um, but then I started to notice like, holy shit, I have a, like a natural athleticism to myself. Yeah. I don't think it was natural athleticism actually. It was that I was always working with my dad since I was 11. I was tossing boxes, you know, and I would always try to pick up. I remember this very, very clearly. I would try to pick up a six pack gallon of waters, the one gallons, and I couldn't lift it. And I was like 11 years old and we were both working in a warehouse and you just be like, you're just going to follow me. This is okay. Let me backtrack a little bit. This is how it happened. I asked my dad for an allowance. He said, why? I said, you know, pay me to do chores. Why would I pay you to do things that you're supposed to do already? I'm like, <laughs> yo, my mom said the same exact yeah, yeah, same, same. I'm like, but that, fuck, I don't have But my friends. Yeah, my friends. Yeah, right. That's exactly. <laughs> yo, bro, it was crazy. Well, then go to your friends and ask for money. And I'm like, fine, fuck. All right. So we got into an argument. And at the end of the, my dad says, you're going to come with me to work with me every Saturday. You're going to work in this with me. He was working at a warehouse at the time. Um, and he had arranged something with his boss that his boss would pay me $10 a day to work at the warehouse. Now remember, keep in mind, I'm 11 years old. There's not much I can do. So on one side, it's like, dude, that's kind of like child abuse, child labor. <laughs> the guy was from Cuba. Okay. Damn. But bro, he, he, work. he blessed our, yes. Yeah. He taught us how to work. Yeah. He said, you're going to start off at 10 bucks an hour day. I was happy. I'm making $10 in a week. Not much I could do, so he was really giving me the opportunity to make something of myself. Yeah. Um, little by little, years go on. Um, the whole the point here is though, I was lifting heavy stuff all my life. Yeah, you know, from eleven to like nineteen years old. Yeah, so I was like nineteen years old, weighing one hundred forty pounds, and I still had abs. And the only reason I had abs was because I would try to work out my abs while I'm like passing a box to some guy to my right. Okay. Just like, so yeah, that just became like a natural like I don't want to say it's natural, but just. That's my first exposure to like progression overload. I tried to pick up the six pack a gallon. I couldn't do it. So I tried the next thing. It was like a 24 pack of Coca-Cola's. Pick that up. Eventually work my way up to six pack gallons. That was a big one. Then eventually work up to the 50 pound bags of rice. Cause you would also sell rice. Oh shit. Try to get that. Couldn't get it. So eventually I'll do it. Try to get, I start off with the 20 pounds one. And then I work my way up figure out how to crip it yeah. then i worked my way up to the 100 pound bags of rice like it was like uh it was a grind you know and you know obviously the pay started representing the work that i put in because that was my motivation is if i want to make more if i want to you know, stack up to afford my shoes to afford clothes well i fucking had to move some weight and if i didn't move some weight i called my cuban uncle yeah. my cuban uncle would give me shit for not being a good worker yeah. And so there's a stick at the end, but there is also a carrot, you know? Yeah. And so uh, it was a really great experience growing up. Uh, it was hard, but it was something to do. Got shoes on my feet. Yeah. Um, and got me stronger. And so that's how we got into powerlifting. Because uh, I was got into wrestling, similar to yourself. That's where we developed that grit. We had a coach who came from South Plainfield. 
at the time uh, when he was coaching South Plainfield, South Plainfield, he, I think the rumor was that he brought South Plainfield two states and one states. That was the rumor that he made them into state champions before they were state champions. When he was coaching South Plainfield, Piscataway was at, really up there. We were we hadn't had a winning streak for like three, four, five years. Wait, so was this? This was when uh, like Anthony Ashnell was in high school. This was when okay. Anthony Ashnell was in high school. Yes. So like that's when they had like Murderers Row. Murderers Row. Holy yes. Shit. Uh, yeah, that, what was yeah, that? That was a fucking team, bro. Fuck. What was those, those names? What are those names? Uh, I think uh, Troy Heilman. Troy. Yeah. Um, Ashnell, of course. There's like another one. There's like two or more. Yo, like I could see like the picture of like seven, like it was like seven kids lined up. Dude, there was like, nobody just state, stopping just these state guys. champs back to back to back. Like these dudes were fucking unstoppable. They were, I think they all went to college and yeah. wrestled in college. They were, there was like, yeah, they were just pinning people left and right. Yeah. And it was like fast. Like these guys were good. They were natural. Yeah. They were like the Khabib, like, you know, you guys watch UFC? Yeah. Like there's Khabib Nurmagomedov and his dad. Um, his dad basically brought up a group of youth athletes in his basement. Yeah, his cousin, Khabib's cousins, Khabib himself, and they're just over. Anthony Ashnall. Yes, Anthony Ashnall's dad was his name Bill Ashnall. Oh uh, yeah, yeah, uh, I think so. Yeah, he pretty much did the same thing. Yeah, with all those guys, he had the mats. He had invested a lot in the pal. Yeah, the pal. The pal yeah, in that club. Mm -hmm. And I, I rolled with Anthony once, guys. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then his dad came over and was like, separated us. Like, go roll with that guy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you need to roll around with someone a little. Uh, yeah, little, yeah, yeah. But um, again, I wasn't really good at wrestling. I came on sophomore year, but I really enjoyed it. It was my first sport that I really enjoyed. So I uh, went to the pal over the next year the year after that yeah. um started rolling with some of those guys and really enjoyed it came back then i hated wrestling i hated it he came into the team and he looked at us and he said honestly we don't have enough time to build skill i'm not going to teach you guys anything new i'm just going to work on conditioning and the way that the, he conditioned us was the way that the old school method of conditioning was which wasn't progression it wasn't anything it was just you get one sip of water for three hours of practice and you're going to go 100% every day, every practice. We would have a practice before a match and it was, it was hell. <laughs> yeah, what the fuck? It was hell, dude. It was Not absolute okay. hell. We, um, we would do this thing where we would line up one, two, three, four. Um, and you would take the person down, drop them. They'd have to stand right back up, take the person down, drop them, take the person down, drop them, take the person down, drop them. And if you were too slow, if you weren't explosive enough, if you were like half-assing it, then you would have to take your partner and run around. Your partner would jump on your back and you'd run around and do laps with your partner. And then you'd be sprinting that. And if you were half-assing that, then when you would line up and you would do suicides. And I hated suicides. And so when I tell you like I hated wrestling, like he made us hate wrestling our team went from i think it was like a team of 15 to 20 guys to like seven eight damn man we were struggling we, sucks, were, we, we would go into matches like already missing out yeah that was the first year the second year we managed to get some of the old guys back but the first year i'll tell you this the first year we ended up so i think the year before that when i was a sophomore our varsity team was like somewhere between like 
three and 15, three and 17, three yeah. and six, 15. The second year we were like 10, 14. So we made your progression. Then the year after that, if we technically counted a forfeit that we received from another team, then we had our first winning uh, record. Yeah, yeah, first winning season. And that's because of the grit that that man instilled in us. Yeah. You know? Um, and so that's where that grit that, that's why I think a lot of where your passion for powerlifting comes from that wrestling mentality. Of yeah. Like, you just got to go hard. And it's because like this is a sport where like no one else is gonna help you though, like I mean you're I mean of course your coach is gonna help you and stuff like that but you know if you like if you fail your squat, that's you can't blame it on him you can't blame it on him, like if you don't get your hand raised at that end of that match you can't blame your coach yeah like it like it's up to you, and I think that's what really uh, you know that's why I love that sport so much I think you know for football and like basketball you could always point you know point like point fingers and stuff and like stuff like that but wrestling is a sport where it's just like or even like i mean even something as small as like swimming like you can't blame like anyone else like even though you know a lot of people aren't you know, like you know big swimmers or like you know swimming isn't you know super super big it's just like that's a sport where it's like you know it's all you it's just you out there like the amount of work that you put in well you know it will show hmm. and it's just like you know wrestling was uh you know i i i like i was four when i when i stepped on a mat so it was great i mean i mean it like taught me a lot it's it's if i did not wrestle i don't know if i'd be here right now yeah yeah totally i second that i agree man because like wrestling is definitely it's like a i don't know it's just like a great it's the best sport ever bro it'll <laughs> quickly <laughs> yeah. weed people out it's not for the weak Nah, yeah, no. Not very weak-minded. Not the physically weak, because I was yeah. weak when I went on the mats. I got tossed around all the fucking time. Yeah. I became stronger physically, but the mindset was what had to be developed and had to be fortified because it's hard, dude. It's the only way you get better. Yeah. It's the only way. I think there was like a saying, like, because in high school wrestling, what is it, like three periods or three rounds of two minutes? I think so, yeah. Yeah, so you only have six minutes to win a match. And when somebody said it like that, like, you only have six minutes to win a match. You don't have a lot of fucking time. Yeah. You got to go hard the full six minutes. Yeah. The the people who win in the first two minutes or the first round, they have, they're more technical than you are. They're just better at technique. Yeah. The people who win in the second round have better conditioning. And the people who win in the third round just have more heart. Yeah. And, um, yeah, man, it's one of those sports that you just, it's, and, and and it's like you said, you know, you work so hard, months on end, you do your best. You, and it was the one high school sport, though, I will say, that doesn't leave high school. Because when you go home, you can't eat. Yeah. You can't fucking eat. Like, you're hungry. You just yeah. worked off. Like Especially maybe, if, like, you're cutting weight, you know, again, like that. Like, yeah. You know, if you want to be competitive, you have to cut weight. You have to cut weight. You have to make your weight class. You know, obviously, you want to be super big and strong for that weight class. So it's just like, you know, it's just, I don't know. At those times, there wasn't like a, a methodical way of cutting weight either. It was just. Yeah, specifically for that sport, like, I mean, strength, like, of course, you want strength. Of course, you want to be strong. But if, if you didn't have any strength, that's okay, too. Like, it's like it's all about just, uh, you know, like being tech, like tech, like technically good mm-hmm. and just, uh, you know just being very just being good at the sport itself like you don't need strength to be good 
Yeah. So, I mean, people would like, I mean, you would sauna for hours. You know, I mean, I know I threw the trash bag on. Mm. Yeah, you know, I dropped like fucking, oh my God, I dropped like seven pounds in like 30 minutes, man. It was, it was crazy. Yeah, dude. Yeah, man. Did Those it, are the days, though. It's like you look back, though. It's like I would never fucking do that again. <laughs> but I, you know what? It was, you know, looking back at it, you're just like, wow. Like that was that was a time. That was a time, especially at such a young age, too, to yeah. be doing all that sort of stuff on your own. Yeah. Not because someone's forcing you, but because you really want it. You really wanted yeah. just to be better. Yeah, because like, I was in a spot where it was like... um I walked into high school around like 140 pounds and uh, there was this kid named Aaron Coleman and he was just like stud. Like there was no fucking way I was beating him, right? For like that spot at like 132. So it, it was either A, I like, you know, like shed off like some fat and go like 138 and versus bigger and stronger kids or cut down to like 26. So it was like, you know, like 15 year old Sergio has to cut 16 pounds or like, 14 pounds to make weight you know damn right i did that shit i had to do it and it's like where's it coming from yeah because i was already skinny i was right i was always skinny i was always skinny so it was just like i was just i was just pick i was just picking away at my freaking intestines <laughs> in order to fucking shut that yeah. weight and it, it's not like one of those things where you just you the weigh-ins are also like an hour before the match yeah so it's not like you can eat a lot after the weigh-ins yeah, you can't. Because then you just end up throwing it up, and that's happened a plethora of times. Oh, my God. Yeah. People don't eat properly. Yeah. Um, so I didn't know anything about wrestling up until this fucking conversation, <clears throat> and this shit is badass. Dude. Nah, yeah, it's dude, pretty fucking dude, dope, bro. Badass, my yeah, coach came in one day, sport. and he said, you know why you guys suck? <laughs> it's funny, though. <laughs> this is exactly how you spoke to a <clears throat> bunch of 14, 12-year-olds. He came in, as, it's because you guys are too soft. Yeah, my coach said the same thing, bro. That's crazy. He said the same thing to me, and I, I was just in there like, "It's like, bro, do you do you know what you put us through, bro? How the fuck am I soft? Like, this is hell, bro. Yeah, dude. But I don't know. I mean, sixteen pounds with a one hour weigh in is fucking up. Nah, no, 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 no. I didn't. No, no, no. I didn't drop sixteen pounds in oh, an hour. Sure. But like, no, I mean, like, just for throughout a the one like, hour weigh in to be able to maintain, like, you know, like. 16 pounds later throughout the season like you know just walking around dude that's I not mean, a water cut either bro. i mean you see my ribs bro it's yeah, like it's yeah. bad it's bad but yeah, yeah i mean you gotta do what you gotta do a water cut you could do it like once every like like once a, a, every right. couple of months or so like oh, like you true. like you could have a dual match on tuesday have a dual match on thursday right. have a dual match on saturday like you can't do a water cut for yeah, all three yeah. matches right like right. like you like yeah. you had a jump in the sauna and don't eat and i can't drink this right or like i can't eat that food or like damn you know like if i have to weigh in on friday night i can't eat all day on friday dude have you i'm sorry to fucking just change the subject no go ahead do you listen to andrew huberman podcast or andrew human as a whole i do i do andrew huberman yes dude, yes 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 it's yes, fucking yes. absurd how much shit we did not know up until like three to four years the internet's ago. a very crazy it's thing insane yeah i yeah. literally like i talk about it all the time and i bother him and jay in the group chat about it like dude i'm on my sleep my nutrition my vitamins i get my that's what i mean work done. yeah, like, yeah dude, back then bro it was like we didn't know any yeah, of that yeah yeah nothing dude bro. i was crazy i remember getting in trouble at school all the 
the fucking time mm. because I was sleeping in class every single class. Yeah. And I didn't know. I just, I needed to sleep. I would wake up, I'd get, catch the bus, fall asleep on the bus, get to school and just fall asleep every class. Stay awake for lunch, not eat lunch because we had wrestling. We had to make weight. Yeah, scratch lunch, go to the gym and jump on the fucking bike uh -huh. for like 30 minutes while lunch was going on. And then you leave that, go back to class, fall asleep, yep. go to uh, wrestling practice, uh, hear a bunch of shit from your coach for sleeping in class all day, perform at 100% at your highest level. And then I had to, I had to work. So I would go to Chipotle at 6 p.m., get out of Chipotle at 9 p.m., Thing. I forget about doing homework. I never did homework. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Something I had to give. And it was education for me. Um, <laughs> and so then 9 o'clock, not 10 o'clock, get home, fall asleep around midnight, wake up, five, uh, 6 a.m., 6.30, 6.45, barely make it to the bus and do it all over again. Yeah. Five days a week. And that's what we were referring to back. It was you, you wrestled, practiced Monday, Tuesday. Wednesday, you uh, did a dual match where you competed against another team. Thursday, Friday, Friday. Sometimes you would you would have another match on Friday. Mm -hmm. Depends on how packed your schedule is as a school. Yeah. And then that Saturday, you might have a a try or a quad or like which, a tournament or a tournament. Yeah. Which basically meant that you had to wrestle three or four times that one day. Yeah. So you're wrestling, and and this is going at a hundred percent consistently making weight no matter how much weight you're cutting you got to make that weight yeah you know no like i mean later on in the season you got like a one or two pound like allowance for mm. the year but other than that it's just like you know if you're if if you're cutting 10 pounds you're you're like cutting 10 pounds yeah That's yeah it. It, we, there's nothing else to it it builds a camaraderie though we'll do that like if I see my wrestling, anybody from my wrestling team now that I haven't spoken to in so long, they're still my brothers. Like, I'll, yeah. I'll still, like, dab yeah. them up. I'll hug them. Ask yeah. them how, they, you know, just as if nothing's changed. Yeah. But uh, you do develop, like, an obsession over, like, the sport, like, yeah. wrestling because you sacrifice so much. So you're walking in the hallway and you see, like, a teammate in the hallway in high school. You're, the first thing you guys are talking about is... You're bitching about not being able to eat, right? Is that the start of every conversation? That's what I'm seeing right now. Yeah, I mean, I mean, it's just like, yeah, it's just kind of like, like, dude, I'm dying. We son. were, <laughs> we were talking about other bullshit, bro. We were, uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know, yeah, that happened in the locker room. <laughs> we were always fucking around with each other, dude. We were wrestling. Ooh, yeah, those were the days. Yeah, just we, high school itself, man. We just didn't school, give a fuck. School. That's the thing it taught you. You're not. You didn't give a shit. Like yeah. nobody, teachers couldn't tell you anything. Uh, other classmates couldn't tell you anything. Nobody really wanted. I I went to Piscataway, and it wasn't like the ghetto, but there were fights every week, which mm -hmm. apparently is not a normal thing. Yeah, my school. I mean, JFK was not like that. I went to JFK. And mm. It was just like I got expelled. <laughs> so there you go. Yeah, but he grew up in Jersey. He grew up fighting. He was he, <laughs> right. He came right, here right, swinging. Right. He was he, he he was fucking ready. But I mean, yeah, that was bad, bro. I'm telling you, we were like right there in the middle, right there. <laughs> nah, yeah. I mean, I don't. Th I don't even think I got suspended in high school. I was just kind of just. I got suspended the first week, <laughs> ten days for ten days. 
days the first week. Damn, man. That's some shit. That's funny. Yeah, I just, I got in school. So I'm really down the middle, huh? Still in school, but still suspended. <laughs> yeah. I had a temper, bro. I remember we would just be sitting there chilling, and I'd just be like, y'all want to fight something? <laughs> I was so bad, bro. I was so bad. The good old days, man. Yeah. You're fucking crazy. That's. Yeah. I was, I was, I was. That's. Past tense. But, um. Yeah. that's that's yeah yeah that's 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 what high school is like growing up in jersey depending on where you were and you know it's not always you know but now i don't mean to cut you off but now i i it's it's bad is it yeah it's like what i mean is? my brother's in eighth grade he's an eighth grader he's a stud you know goes goes to the gym you know i i, I think he's a very mature eighth grader you know and he comes home and you know like Throughout, like, the week, he would say, like, there's probably, like, four fights throughout the week, mm. right? That the, And, like, this is that, like, JFK. JFK, no. Yeah, I swear to God. No. Armani tells me. So this is at the middle school. Next to JFK. Yeah. There's, like, you know, it's four the middle school, right? There's four fights yeah. throughout the week. There's, like, seventh and eighth graders uh, s s smoking those vapes and, s and, like, smoking weed. Yeah. And it's just, like... What the fuck? Yeah, you're right. Dude, like, I mean, like, because I'm sitting here, I mean, back in eighth grade, like, I mean, you know, if I, if I even pull my, if, like, if I even pull my phone out, like, like the teacher's taking it. And now there's kids like, like in seventh grade smoking weed. Like, what? Fuck, dude. Like, like, I mean. Well, that's always been the case. <laughs> no, no, I, mean, no. I mean, I don't know. I mean, I mean. The only difference is My we had to we had to go outside to do it. We didn't just go into the bathroom. Yeah, to do yeah, it. Yeah. Right, seventh right. grade, you knew people smoking weed. I mean, I was the person smoking weed in seventh grade. To be honest, with you. <laughs> yeah, that was okay. Okay, <laughs> right, where you went. But I see what you're saying, though. It's more accessible. Like, I don't know because it's just like I didn't grow up around that, mm -hmm. so okay. it's like I mean, I don't know if it was just the school that I went to or the town that I was in, but that's just like something like the fights like that was not a, a thing at my school you know the smoking that was not a thing you know kids talking back like it's just you know it was just like the principal back then was like on top of his shit and now it's just like now he just don't care yeah you know, it was just crazy it, it's just crazy to me yeah like things change i think things are changing really and I don't like it like you said things are more available the one thing that i've noticed that's changed amongst the youth is that the drugs and you know, just drugs, nicotine, the hard drugs, acid, molly, all that shit. But apparently people have been doing that earlier on. I just don't know if it's more frequent now because it's more readily accessible. I think so. I think so. more normalized. I think it's trendy to do a lot of this shit that you Right. Seeing. I think it's, I think, you, this is probably a statistic you can search up whether or not kids are using drugs more often than back then. It's bad. I think it's because of social media, to be honest. I think a lot of the problems we have now with our youth is because of social media. Yeah. Straight up. Social media, like we were just talking about. Like there's pros and cons to it. There's yeah. like pros and right. cons. Like cons being, you know, the drugs and all that. And like, you know, kids doing stupid shit like that. But, you know, the pros is like my brother's 14 and, you know, he like yeah. he has a workout split. Uh, he has, you know, set, set times that he's going to train throughout the day. It's just like, damn, bro, I was... I was excited to go home and play like Wii U yeah. like at 14 and like, and like he's going and pumping iron at 14. I'm just like, damn bro. Like he got, like he's going to start early. Yeah. So it's just like, it's crazy how times change. Right. Right. For the good and the bad. As it is, as yeah, it always yeah. will be. Right. Right. 
Totally agree with that. That's it's crazy. Like, like I mean, to just kind of just like throw something out there. Like, I got my first phone or my first iPhone at like sixteen or or or, or like something like that. I think Armani got his first iPhone at like you said sixteen. Yeah, at like too, fifteen or sixteen. Too, yeah, Armani got his first iPhone at like ten. <laughs> Just like, yo, what the fuck, man? Like, I mean, this whole world, like, it's just crazy. Wait, you guys got your first iPhone at 16? I got my first iPhone. But what yeah. about phone, iPhone? Phone. No, 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 no. No, no, no. Phone, phone, I think, nah, probably like 14. 14, okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. Fair, fair, fair. Like 13, 14. Yeah, I got mine around the same, 11, 12. I got, I got my school. first phone in like eighth grade. So what? what's that? 11th grade, uh, 11 years old. Eighth grade? yeah. It's nah, that's like no, 13, 13. 14, like 13 I'm sorry. 13, 14. 14. 13, 14. Yeah, yeah. And then I got my first iPhone around 16 and I stole it. <laughs> <laughs> so that's how I got my first iPhone. Yeah. yeah. You know what? Now that I think about it, I lost my first iPhone. <laughs> my bad. Bro. <laughs> <laughs> my bad. <laughs> yeah. Oh, times are changing. Times will always be changing for the better and for the worse. Yeah. I feel yeah. like the better is, the good is always going to get better. The bad is always going to get worse. Yeah, yeah, it's I, I like that a lot. Mm -hmm. It's just got to balance it out. That's just the, social, life, the way that life works. You, you have so much information with social media. That's what I was going to say. You're exposed to a lot. You're, yeah, exposed to a lot, good and bad. Like, realistically, if you think about it, why the fuck do we have to wake up and check our phone and see that this person died or that this tragedy happened or that this is happening or that Kim Kardashian or Kanye or fucking whoever. Why are we consuming all this fucking media for us to go about our day? not having anything to do about it that's just yeah. information that you just don't need to have in your brain and people think oh you just shrug it off no your brain like looks at that and remembers it you know what i mean it's a waste of brain power it's 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 a thing you know i've learned a lot just through like watching andrew huberman for example who we just brought up and like these things matter like for for like your your brain can rot like that's mm -hmm. what it is. When when your when your mom tells you to go out, get off your phone, your brain is rotting. Your brain is rotting. Mm -hmm. You're 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 losing your attention span. ADHD is now like ninety something percent more. Um, it ha people get diagnosed with it that much more, almost a hundred percent more often than it used to be. So almost double. Yeah. What it was ten years ago, and it's because of iPhones, smartphones, social media, all this bullshit. You know what I mean? I agree, man. I agree. Yeah. It's like a tool. At the end of the day, it's, it's like a tool. tool. Actually, I might even go on and say it's more like a drug. Yeah. Right. And which where drugs have their benefit, they can heal, they can aid, they can make you stronger, they can make you smarter. Yeah. But on the inversely, what they can also do is they can ruin your life if you abuse it, right? Yeah. Like you got like yeah. crackheads, meth heads. Yeah. You know, if you're not set down the right path, if you abuse the drugs, it will hurt you. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, it can ruin your life. And I think the information is another drug. I think that's what it is. Information is the drug, not necessarily the phone is just a gateway to the information. It's just a computer. Um, and what you choose to do the information, like you guys choose to feed your brains with information that will be conducive towards your goals yeah. yeah great thing people who just choose to use the information that they receive as a way to pass the time to just kind of like dumb themselves down mm -hmm. or like robots you know yeah. like and like my shoes like you know especially with like social media and stuff i think you know if i didn't like if my day-to-day -day life didn't revolve around, you know, online coaching and stuff like that, yeah. like truthfully, bro, I I could throw my phone out and I'm good. I'm straight. Right. I'd be in like, and like it's, and it's, you know, my girlfriend might disagree with me here, but um, 
Nah, like I could truthfully go without my phone, like with no problem. Like if I didn't have to, like if my job wasn't online coaching and being an influencer and stuff like that, like I don't need my phone. Yeah. Like, I mean, you know, I got, I know where he lives. I know where <laughs> Dak lives. I know where Jay lives. That's all I need, bro. Yeah. yeah. I know where my girlfriend lives. You know. ah, I can't forget that. Nah, I can't forget my girlfriend. There was a time, you remember I deleted social media off my phone for a month. Yeah. yeah. Around, I did that for a month when yeah. I was sick and fucking dying, basically. To this day. That month was the most productive month I've had. Well, in all of 22, 2022. Yeah. It was amazing. I, I think he I was like, felt, talk, yeah. I think he was talking, you were talking something about like your screen time. Yeah. Like his screen yeah. time was like under like an hour or something. Yeah. 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 I was doing under like an hour for a month straight. And I, the reason why I did it is because I had like fucking crippling anxiety for like some time. And it just practically completely healed it you know what i mean you know you just said something really good that crippling anxiety like that social anxiety you know um definitely not social anxiety uh, i had like right schizophrenia anxiety like i was hearing voices in my head that's what i was thinking yeah. to myself right yeah like you kind of start to bring in people into the room that don't belong don't in the room, exist in the that don't even room. exist it's absurd yeah and you start thinking about what do they think about me what do they think how would they react to what i'm doing but you haven't even spoken to them in like months yes but for and some reason yeah. it feels like you just spoke to them because you saw that they yes. posted something yes yes and it's like a weird feeling of them being present even though they're not physically present i love that you're fucking saying it's like i feel you like yeah and i I'm glad other people could relate to that because I thought I was going crazy. <laughs> nah, man, it's true. It's real. And you kind of lose your sense of identity. Mm -hmm. And if you haven't fortified your mindset into believing your identity and knowing who you are as a person, as an individual, who you're about, what your values are, mm -hmm. what motivates you, where you're going in life, then you can get easily swayed by what you see on the internet because you see some guy doing some shit in crypto. You see some shit, some guy doing something in real estate. You see some guy doing something in powerlifting. You see some other guy doing something with Rolexes. You see some other guy doing something with yachts you yeah. just see a bunch of stuff those are all the stuff that i'm interested in by the way <laughs> yeah fuck it but you open up your phone all you see are influencers and fucking millionaires and people that presumably have this lifestyle and you expect that to be happiness it's not it's not fucking happiness you could be happy with you know fucking five cents in your pocket i know homeless i've seen the homeless people in jersey city every day good morning good morning tom good morning uh fucking i remember i lived um right off of journal square and when i was in middle school i'd walk all the way down Burger, and i see this one homeless guy i never got his name but as i'm walking home from school at like 6 30 p.m down bergen ave every fucking day he waves smiles says mm -hmm. hi no drugs i can tell he didn't do drugs he was always reading a book that was a happy person. He had nothing. Mm -hmm. so that's just one example. Like, you don't need all this bullshit to be happy. That's that's not what you need. Like you don't need a fucking nice car, nice watch, shoes, none of that bullshit. You know what I mean? Mm. I feel like social media. That's what fucking it shoves in your face. Like all this nice shit and smiles and all this bullshit. It's not what it is. You know what I mean? I hate to see like people like literally t suicide rate going up every year and. Hearing about like younger kids at, at like nine and eight going to cognitive therapy, it's absurd. It's like heartbreaking almost. Yeah. And a big, I, I'm, I'm a big advocate against fucking social media. I'll say it again. Um, like you obviously not using it in moderation. That's what I mean. Like I'm, I'm against that aspect of it, but. Just right. Everything in moderation. Yeah. And I think the overdoing is what leads to that suicide. And I don't want to suggest that. That sounds very like absolute. I don't mean to be, say that in an absolute fashion. But it can, mm -hmm. you know, when you are seeing other people do very well and you are in a place where you are trying so much, 
you're putting so much effort into everything you're doing and it's you're not breaking through and it can cripple your mindset it can bring you down and i'm speaking from experience you know when i see other people again they're doing great and here i am and i feel like i'm doing everything i should be doing but why am i just not making it through why am i not just where i want to be and then like those thoughts those toxic thoughts they could put you down they could pull you down into a dark place um but you got to be able to get yourself out of that you got to be able to get yourself out of that you got to be able to say you know this is something i developed good for them good for you yeah or that's not my business yes it's also not my business like i mean there's like arguments i mean especially with podcast with like podcasts now like i mean you know if someone if someone says like something wrong like and it gets taken out of proportion it's just like it's just it's just crazy yeah it's crazy right 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 it's harder to be yourself because you're afraid yeah. of what other people that you don't aren't even thinking about you might think about you yeah mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that's why I, I think like that's why i love having this guy here because he pushes me to show up every time with the reels with the podcasts we're yeah. thinking about doing youtubes we want to do i think that's it right the youtube are you guys on apple shorts. podcasts or no we're on all podcasts all streaming lines but um there was a moment where i was again those thoughts like damn i think i'm coming off corny i think i'm sound stupid and then blah 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 like all the negative self-talk was coming in but he's like hey man are we recording reels today i'm like yeah yeah (laughs) that wrestling mindset i hate doing this shit but i'm gonna do it anyways because branding yourself is important and another thing i realized this is where it finally broke through is you're creating a platform for your voice to matter and that is very valuable oh yeah because all of a sudden if somebody has some things to say where they're upset about something they want to protest maybe they want to raise money because for a good cause something like that if you grow your, what you guys have done is you've developed a voice where if you say something, you can speak to like a thousand, few thousand people at once with yeah. a 15 second video. And that's awesome. That's powerful. Yeah. But with great power comes great responsibility. So you don't want to abuse that. And I'm thinking of like Kanye when he has that reach and he's just saying anything. Yeah. And it's like, I get it. I get it that that's your brand to just say anything and be off. Sh- but you're misusing that right now. Yeah, he fucked himself. He did, he yeah, did. Yeah, yeah. Or did he, though? Yeah. After this podcast, Load the Kills is going to get canceled. It's canceled. <laughs> it's fucking it's over. Canceled. We said something we shouldn't have. Fucking A. At least we went viral, though. Yeah, at least we did. There is no such thing as bad publicity, guys. Yeah, yeah no, that's true. That's you know, true. I'd rather be remembered. Nah, I don't know about that one. <laughs> I don't, know yeah, that. That state. <laughs> don't say that. <laughs> I'd rather be remembered for something bad than nothing at all, but I'd actually rather not be remembered for something yeah. bad. To what extent? Like To what extent? Uh, something bad? Like killing someone, like I wouldn't want to be remembered for killing someone. But if I did something bad, like steal like the Mona Lisa? Fuck it. Fuck it, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Jersey yeah. City. <laughs> the Jersey City coming out of him. But awesome, guys. Again, second outro. Thank you again for yeah, stopping oh, by. Yeah, Appreciate course, you guys. Man. Thank you for having yeah, us. Yeah, um,